This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Before I get into today's subject matter, I want to just say to you that there's two ways of looking at this, probably more than two ways of looking at it, like there is anything, but I really mean it in this case. Some of the things that we see going on with, um, you know, threats of war and violence, I don't believe that it is what we're being led to believe that it is. What am I talking about? Black Lives Matter was largely fabricated, funded, and created out of thin air, and it seems to be that this... um, pro-Palestinian movement is largely the same. Now, who's paying for it? What's behind it? I guess that's another subject altogether, but my point about it is that it's manufactured. It's not grassroots-level rebellion going on. You might see people get caught up in it for sure, but it's not what it seems to be. Uh, The same with the financial outlook that I want to talk about. People saying that we're headed for a deep, deep recession. What does that mean exactly? Well, believe it or not, uh, there's some argument to say that we need a bit of a recession, that we need prices to come down. Hmm, what would be the impact of all that? All that being said, I'm trying to say to you, I don't believe that we have to live in a world of doom and gloom. I think there's plenty of land available, plenty of fresh air, fresh water, and places for people to live peacefully, create incredible communities, and live in harmony with one another. And quite frankly, uh, maybe peace on earth peace on earth will never happen in my lifetime, but it doesn't mean because it's not possible because it is it really is the the borders the the boundaries have been have drawn for a long time now there's no need for any border disputes all this manufactured as well domestically internationally all the 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 uh, threats that we see all manufactured think about it it's not that there's a uh, uh, they want to say climate change is, is causing this mass dyspora. Show me one person without water, without food. Most of these problems have been largely solved where they have, and it's because of the local politics, not because of the um, you know unavailability of these basic resources. Maybe I'm wrong about that. It's not like I have an eye everywhere in the world who does. But my point is that a lot of this is manufactured. It's not my main point. I think we're headed for a period of turmoil. I've been saying that for a while. Uh, My personal prediction is slow, steady decline until somebody wakes up and wants to do something different with it. It's probably going to have to be a a new generation at this point that comes after one that suffers a great deal, which I don't know if that'll be Gen Z or Gen X or I don't even know where I fall on that. I don't think I'm a baby boomer. I think I'm just after that. Anyway, what are we talking about? Uh, threats, security threats, domestic threats, global threats. How do you prepare for that? Cyber attacks. The story by Fox News started going around. And uh, you would have thought that the Chinese party had access to everybody's electric bill, the way they were talking. I think there was a Hawaii utility and a um, gas company in Colorado or something like that that uh, was infiltrated. I noticed a large... um, rollout of security updates. So clearly there's some kind of a threat. All these different issues, how do you navigate all that? You know, I was talking about Argentina on Monday. One of the problems that they have there 
is that the ATM machines, quote, <laughs> regularly go out of order. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Literally don't have enough money. Can't print any more for the moment. Insane when you really think about it. I wonder if uh, what the future will hold for Argentina. That maybe a young generation will arrive there and turn that great country into something else. It certainly deserves better. Anyway, we have these threats, these physical threats, these security threats. Um, and then on top of all that, we have this, um, you know, what some would say is a, is a pending economic collapse. And that's based on what people see going on in banking and the dollar. And there's a lot of plausibility to it. And then again, there's not. Um, you know, the stopping of the printing of the fiat money, um, yeah, that, that's it's only going to stop when government decides to stop. Is Argentina uh, still using the, the peso? Man, and you wonder why they're having inflation the way they are. All these uh, Central, Southern, South American countries, why don't they move to a different currency, you would think? Maybe they don't see it as the solution to their problems the way I do, or maybe they're just not seeing it at all. Let's talk about what we see going on locally here. I've been watching this. I predicted this. And that is that these idea of uh, this idea of roving robber gangs that would maybe attack your house, attack your business. How was I able to predict this? I'm going to give you some updates on this if you haven't seen it. Because what I predicted is completely coming true. And I would say to you that I would only expect the problem to get worse. Uh, as usual, it creates opportunities. It could create a security consultancy out of it. Maybe I should do that now that I think about it. But um, a couple of stories I want to share with you. Um, four men suspected of being part of a national, international theft ring arrested in our county. Four men who police believe are part of a national theft group were arrested after being caught Friday night. According to police, all the men had fraudulent identification cards or no identification at all, and they were detained for further investigation. After searching their vehicle, police said officers found numerous burglary tools, including masks, gloves, flashlights, pry bars, and a reciprocating saw, and a glass break tool. Listen to this. Listen to me very carefully. Additionally, the men had photos and GPS navigational directions to specific homes and locations in specified neighborhoods that they were casing. This made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Why was I able to predict this? How was I able to predict this? I thought to myself, if I was going to be a criminal in this day and age, how would I do it? And it's not that complicated when you think about it. If I was a destitute uh, illegal immigrant, an invader, and money was running out or I needed more money for whatever, what would I do? If I just came across the border as a, as a criminal, what would I do? Exactly what they're doing. You team up, you think about it. Three or four guys quickly running through a home, covering it, pre-planned, doing their homework in advance. Why does this uh, make the hair on the back of my neck stand up? I saw it coming. I see it getting worse. This was five miles from my house, this story. I told you this story, uh, I don't know, it was last summer, so it would have been over a year ago now. Came home, 
I use this for the basis of a lot of stories. I come home and a young guy, he looked a lot like my son, yeah, handsome young guy, long hair, well-groomed, all dressed in black, all black, and he's on a Segway with a black backpack and an iPad, all black, everything's black, he could move very quickly, very quietly. This gave me a lot of ideas when I saw this. I come home and he's sitting on the wall in front of our house, down at the bottom corner. My first reaction was to go down there, and I thought, eh, he's just walking by, he sat down for a second. Let's not turn it into a federal case. So I go inside, and uh, my wife says to me, did you see that guy? And I said, I did, why? She said, well, he knocked at the door. I said, did you answer it? She said, no, of course not. So I went and um, acquired property, proper, proper uh, defensive measures, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, I'm not going to go into the details about what happened, but I ushered him along. How do I know what he's collecting on that iPad? Is somebody home? Is somebody not home? Is there dogs? Is there security? Now, fortunately, we check all the boxes. It's not good for the burglar. We knew he was on the property before he knew he was on the property. Now we watch them come in, but they can jam the, uh, the cameras pretty easily. And it wouldn't take a lot of planning to override the basic security that we have, which is why we have multiple levels of security. I hear, I think maybe in this report, is it here? Maybe it's going to be in the other one. I'll tell you about it. Um, it wouldn't be hard to get through it, but this is why you have to have multiple layers. And what are we doing when you hear me talk? Besides the redundancy, okay, we have property sensors, so we get an alarm. When something's moving on the property, we have incredible lighting, huge right there. And what is that doing? That's giving me a whole bunch of advance notice that there's something going on. And whether it's 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning, we're going to be waking, woken, waking, woken. Um, you got to get by the sensors, the alarm system, the dogs, us waking up, and a couple other layers I'm not going to mention. All of that is giving us time, lots of time to prepare for your arrival. That's what we're doing. That's the layers that I'm talking about. And the same should be with your, um, you know, your, your offensive security. What do you have for arm's length? You know, what do you have to deal with if an intruder is in the house, do you know how to handle that? What do you do if they're on the property but not in the house? What do you do if there's a group of people 100, 200, 300 yards from the house? You say, this is crazy, I'd call the police. What do you do if that's not an option? Or you can't wait for whatever reason. It's only a matter of time before this gets more and more sophisticated. And once they figure out and they run it through their AI and figure out that there's a sweet spot in time. And I think I know what those sweet spots are. But um, once they figure that out, and they figure out how to reroute the police, which isn't hard to do, just a little bit of disruption. And if you know how to push it out just far enough, right? What am I talking about? You could probably hit a couple of houses this way. You go in. You go in with three teams. You, you make sure you have everything cased out nicely. 
great ability to get away quickly, um, pre-planned, and then you you call in or create you know some other um, police calls. Um, you know, maybe a, a traffic stop on the main freeway in town. That's going to tie up two cops right away, right? Um, I mean, if you're really sophisticated, you can stage a little accident, right? Your neck hurts and you got to get, you know, you got to wait for an ambulance. Boom, two cops tied up, maybe three. Three patrol cars right there. Bank robbery, fire alarm across town. It would not be hard at all. How dangerous does it become? Let me continue on. It's not all just uh, my own fictional tales. I want you to listen carefully to this. I just told you five miles from my house, that story I read to you. In response to increasing incidents of break-ins, targeting upscale homes in exclusive neighborhoods of Metro Detroit, Oakland County Sheriff Michael Bouchard has announced the formation of a specialized task force. So Michigan is getting hit. In a recent news conference, highlighted the seriousness of the situation, revealing that an international criminal operation is, su- is suspected to be behind these sophisticated burglaries. The task force establishment follows a previous announcement uh, made several months ago indicating the scale and persistence of criminal activities in the region. The criminal crews, primarily believed to be from Latin America, particularly Chile, are described as highly functional and well-trained. Surveillance footage shared at the briefing illustrates the proficiency of the break-in crews, which have targeted an estimated 30 to 40 upscale residents since the previous autumn in one year. Five incidents uh, in, in one weekend. Described by the chief of skilled and organized, these gangs believed to be four to six members employed technology, such as, as jammers to disrupt Wi-Fi-dependent security systems, clad in black attire with gloves and carrying backpacks, the crews operate stealthily, aiming for fast intrusions and exits, avoiding confrontations. These criminals specialize in targeting multimillion-dollar homes, often entering from secluded rear windows or second stories to pilfer high-value items and transportable safes. Crews mostly from Latin America, working in southeast Michigan. Um, he says uh, people who live in areas that fit the pattern of these robberies should be uh, consider calling police if their Wi-Fi goes down and they cannot figure out why. Hmm, interesting. Um, this is Michigan. This is just what came across. I didn't even go looking, by the way. I didn't get looking for any of this. Just came across my uh, my information there. Came across my desk. And I'm sharing it with you. So what's really going on? How, how widespread is this problem? How many businesses are being impacted? This uh, high-end residential is just one piece of it. So the one five miles from my house is not in our municipality. It's in a municipality that I would consider to be uh, demographically less affluent than ours. Okay? Um. So now I look at this, and I went. I looked at the neighborhood they were talking about, by the way, and uh, it is big money there, very wealthy homes. I'm thinking uh, how wealthy, at least the price point or two above ours. So I think, how bad does it have to get before we become a target? 
Now, personally, I don't think we're a very good target because the other thing we don't do is we don't really keep anything valuable here. Nothing of, of to make it worth a, a burglary for and the trouble you'd go through. It's a big problem. And it's only a matter of time before low-level criminals are getting involved and it becomes such a, a problem. And maybe it'll bring back the idea of people defending themselves. Maybe it'll bring back the idea and people people realize how important property rights are. That you know, it's not enough that the government taken from you every month. You got to pay real estate taxes. My buddy was busy. He said, oh, "What are you paying taxes? Real estate taxes." When I think about the number, it makes me sick. It really does. It's. I'm not going to say it. What's the point? Some people pay more. Some people pay less. It's rude. It's a rude number. It really is. Even for what we get out of it, I don't know. Where does all the money go? The federal income tax, the state tax, the car registrations, the list goes on and on. Never ends. And so when are people going to wake up and realize it's not that the government's ripping you off? People are coming in here from other countries and just ripping us off. Maybe people are wise up and be ready to defend themselves, say that enough is enough. I want to talk about the economy a little bit, but before I do, um, oh, this international problem, by the way, uh, what happened here? Um, oof, the screen just blew up on me. Um, Chicago halts plan plans to house migrants over environmental concerns. Uh, same problem in every major city. For some reason, nothing being reported in Philadelphia. Why don't they fly them down to Argentina and give them a five thousand dollar visa gift card? I think it might be more beneficial. I don't know. It'd take them a while to walk back from there, at least. Um, all right. Anyway. What's going on internationally? Uh, this is Israel Israeli war uh, is far from over. Um, I think that there's a long way to go. What's really going on, we don't know. Uh, Israel doing a lot of damage on Gaza there that uh, certainly seems to be affecting a lot of civilians. Where are all the civilians? I mean, based on all the rubble you see. But we're not really getting a real true widespread look of everywhere either. Um, but I expect these problems are going to continue for some time to come, that the, um, the Islamic movement, um, great opportunity politically and for bad actors to capitalize on that, and I think they will. Um, a general in Germany, warning of a potential defensive war against Russia. Poland was warning against this. I'm going, nah. I said the same thing about the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and I've also said do not trust Putin. Jesus, where does it end? I don't see Putin as highly capable of waging that kind of war. But I also see that of everything that's been done to Russia, they may be looking for a little payback themselves. So let me talk about the economy for a little bit. we got domestic problems. Security costs are going to go up. This is going to fuel inflation. The military costs, you can't cut it back now. What are you you going to cut military spending at a time like this? You'd have to be out of your mind. They're going to be spending more for policing and security, and that money's going to have to come from somewhere. You shall see. It's going to be an interesting time. All the while, what are, where, what are we headed for financially? Well, I'm going to give you the two different tales here. This is from a blog called The Cryptopolitan. I, mean, uh, I wanted to look into this which I should have done 
these all these new blogs. It's very interesting. This is apparently um, what's this Cardano? This is very interesting. I know it Cardano. Cardano News. I don't know. I guess that's a cryptocurrency. Interesting. I had no idea. We'll have to look into this a little bit more. I don't know who this is from, who does this. So I'll have to look into the legitimacy of this. Um, in the meantime, well, the, the story is written by Jah Hamid, so you can kind of put that together, I guess. Um, the United States is what they say, really is heading for an economic doomsday. So they, this is what, okay, so here's the deal. So Cryptopolitan is interested in selling people cryptocurrency. And there's people that believe that the answer to the doomsday scenario is cryptocurrency. Um, but let me first make their case, okay? And they say that the economic landscape of the United States is teetering on the edge uh, of a breakdown reminiscent of the 2008 financial crisis. I would agree. And when you look at that, look at what we went through then, what we're headed for now. But there's differences. Uh, recent movements in the banking sector have triggered alarms, signaling a potential economic catastrophe that could dwarf the previous market crash. Maybe yes, maybe no. Leading financial analysts have observed a significant sell-off in bank credit, chilling echo of the sediments of the 2008 crisis. And this is what they're basing this on. Robert Kiyosaki, he's the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He's saying that there's this pending crisis. He's the one that's predicting it. He said Kiyosaki's warnings are not to be taken lightly, his advice for individuals to safeguard their assets. Kiyosaki's been sounding this alarm for a long time. I pay attention to what he says. I'm not saying I agree with him. I'm not saying I listen to everything he says. Kiyosaki's statements, uh, statements paint a grim picture, urging people to prepare for a scenario that might require significant cash on hand, indeed, indicating a mistrust in the banking system. Many, many red flags out there, people saying, get cash, get cash. Now, maybe they're trying to create a run-up on the bank. I say, once you're hearing that alarm, it's too late. And I've been telling you to prepare to have cash and a small amount of uh, gold and silver on hand. To the extent you can, what are you going to do? If you have no savings, it's hard to build up cash on hand. They're talking about bricks and how that could bring down the dollar, all uh, very viable, possible uh, scenarios, okay? Uh, but I want to give it to you in a little different position here. And this is from uh, CNBC. So you can either take the advice of crypto weirdos, whoever they were, based on their story on Robert Kiyosaki, who I'm telling you I myself follow, albeit not somebody that I put blind faith in. So here is now a take on this from CNBC. What would I say about that? Eh, I'm around the same as I feel about Kiyosaki, probably. But I do agree with this statement. They say, who's the author? Katrina Bishop. I'm going to go with Katrina as far as having more validity than uh, Kai Baluka or whoever that other guy was. I just like the name better, Katrina Bishop. Call me superficial. Uh, and when it comes to financial advice, I want I want somebody that I can understand their name. Uh, somebody has it wrong on the United States recession risks as oil, gold, and treasuries diverge. Um, markets are confused over the risk of a recession in the United States, and somebody has to have it wrong, according to this hedge fund manager. Falling oil prices and rising gold prices are indicate growing recessionary fears. Um, I'm not going to read this stupid because it's just boring. You know, Robert Kiyosaki is much more entertaining than these schlubs at CNBC. I'll put it to you like that. 
How's that? Kiyosaki's better to listen to, more enjoyable to listen to, other than those uh, those stuffy shirts over at CNBC. Who knows who gets it right more often or not? I think that you have to educate yourself and make your own decisions. I've been happy to say that um, I, um, f- I don't invest in stocks. All my investments are in funds, and you could debate that all you want. But anyway, um, I've been beating the market pretty much the past 10 years or whatever. I thank uh, God I need it. Hopefully that will continue. Um, but that's not that I have some magical method or anything like that. I just um, did what makes sense. So let me say this. I, I continue to feel that while there's a, a good possibility of a major economic shift, and I think you should be prepared for that as best you can, I think that the higher likelihood is just a slow, gradual, continued degradation. Um, it's continued inflation, outpacing wages, and this continued erosion uh, of a real dollar value that comes with it. Um, I think it's going to be hard to stop. I think that uh, aging white people are going to suffer the most. Um, time will tell on all that. Um, that's the great reset. The, uh, the, 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 what do they say? The, the um, uh, moving the, the economic shift that they've created, taking from one to give to the other. And uh, that's kind of what's happening. But some of it's natural dissipation as well. Um, so what do you do with all that As if you're a young person or you have any ambition of, of buying, owning, doing anything, property, a business, real estate, farm, whatever the case might be, all the above. And, um, and I'm at the point in my life right now I don't have a lot of interest in, in doing anything like that, at least that, that involves um, real assets, either uh, you know real estate or equipment or anything like that. Not real likely that I would find myself getting involved in something like that at this point in my life. I would do something more digital, no inventory kind of thing, um, which is something that I'm working on right now, ironically enough. But for people that do want to buy a home, people that want to retire someday, what do you do? And it's very simple. Uh, You have to get back to the basics. It's always the case. Diversify, plan ahead, live within your means. and be smart about it. If I was a young person today buying my first home, um, I would go big or go home. I'd go look for a four-unit. Actually, I'll tell you what I would do. I would go look for something that I could turn into a four-unit. That's where the real opportunity is. And um, it wouldn't be easy. I'd go on the on the on the rough side of town. I'd I'd buy the biggest box I could reasonably afford, and I would convert it to four units. There's a lot that goes with that. It's not an easy path to take. I'll tell you that. Um, the same with a business, I would either look to acquire something that had some momentum, some cash flow that you could um, expand on, maybe divide. If you could buy a business and sell a piece off and you could have that sale predetermined, there's creative ways that you can structure business deals that you can come out ahead. And the other thing that's going on today is that there's incredible technology. I mean, security is one area. I, how long have I been telling you that if, if you don't have security cameras on your home and property is very foolish. For the cost of it today, I think the monitoring costs me $7 a month or something like that. Um, it, the cameras are nothing. You could you could put a couple of cameras up, get nice coverage uh, for $150, $200. And if you own a business, if you own apartments, if you own property that you're not there all the time, I, I can't think of any reason on the planet why you wouldn't spend a couple bucks and do that. It just makes no sense at all to me. Uh, you're actually inviting crime these days, in my opinion, by not doing anything to harden the target. 
proper locks, proper lighting, proper barriers. You know, this idea that you've got a two and a half million dollar house and that somebody can hop up on the porch roof and get in the second floor windows is is really ridiculous. Uh, there's screen sensors for your alarm system today, an absolute must. But I go back to what I started with in this regard. You know, you, you got a two and a half million dollar house. Don't you want to know that somebody's on your porch roof banging at the bedroom window before they get there, whether you're home or not? Why would you not want a system in place to do that? Kind of ridiculous to me. And so basically you've got these very naive, wealthy people that, you know, live in these uh, affluent suburbs with great police coverage. And there's been these political lines drawn around them. They never get hit. Well, now all of a sudden that's changing a little bit, changing in a big way. The criminals are coming from out of the country. They don't respect those boundaries. And all they want is the money, the money, the money. Remember what I told you on Monday. If they were coming, truly coming here for a better way of life, uh, to build better communities and break free of the hostiles, they'd be going down to Argentina. They'd be moving enough people down there to take that over and, and create their own country right there. Chile, all those countries are ripe for redevelopment. There's, there's a, why isn't anybody coming up with a, a vision for a future for the planet? Even uh, some of the greater minds like uh, Elon Musk, Really just mired down in the um, the drama, is what I would say. Even Trump, what has he talked about building besides a wall? Let's help build these countries up. Bring You could expand on the dollar. You know, you've got a whole southern continent that's beaming for economic growth. Tell them that they don't have to move here. They don't have to come here and take over our land. And they can stay there. And do quite well, and we'll show them how. I guess in order to do that, we got to kind of get our own house in order first. I guess that's what it's mean, meant, meant to be a, uh, a light on a hill, right? You got to have your own house in order first. I'm rambling on. What difference does it make? Here's the difference it makes. Do yourself a favor. Do a quick security assessment of your home and property. Get yourself that you know that you've got uh, proper heads up if somebody's on your property. It's so easy to do. A gun in your in your bedroom drawer basically protects you from the intruder that's inside the house, and that's it. You have done very, very little in that scenario to actually protect yourself properly. And here's the thing. Once a guy's in the house and, and he thinks that you're armed, or even that he knows that he's there, he's going to likely go through ridiculous lengths to get out alive and not get caught. So you're in a very, very vulnerable position at that point. Get your act together. Get some proper security. I'm telling you, if you've got a family, you need to be doing it right now. How much more of a warning do you need? And as far as the economy goes, like I said, always get back to the basics. Go listen to Dave Ramsey. He'll explain it all to you. It's not complicated. Pay off your debts, live below your means, and save as much as you can. And That's how it works. God willing, I'll be back on Friday. I sure hope to see you there. I hope you're ready for Christmas. Everybody ready? You got all your shopping done? I do. I have one gift left to get. That's it. My wife's not going to pick it up. I'll be back on Friday. God willing, I hope to see you there. Make it a great day.